are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We're going to talk about the uh, pro day. We all know it happened yesterday. NFL Network was there. All the stars are aligned for some of our former Carolina superstars. And so they're gearing up to play at the next level. So we'll have that conversation. We'll hear from Mac Brown and how he feels like spring practice has gone so far and any updates from any player injuries and what have you. Then we'll get into our Diamond Heels and we'll talk about that, give you some updates when it comes to their series against NC State. And finally, we've got Petra Holzinska, who will compete in a Carolina uniform one last time when she gets a chance to be a part of the Women's Three-Point Championship Challenge. So we'll have that conversation today, give you more details so you can go out and support her. Hope you're having a great start to your Tuesday. Hope their Tuesday went well and it ended on a good note if you are just listening towards the end of the day. Listening on the back end, welcome. Welcome to the fun. All that good stuff. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to tune in to today's episode. We have got to give a shameless plug before we start. I had the opportunity to be on Locked on Giants, NFL Giants, the New York Giants podcast, right? I got to give a shameless plug there with Patricia Trena, who was literally someone that I looked up to and was really excited to get to know more about and just in general her Wisdom when it comes to the Giants, you all know that I'm a huge Giants fan. I love me some Hakeem Nicks and Jeff Saturday, all that good stuff. But I have been, like, had the opportunity and pleasure of being with some incredible females on this podcast network. And Patricia is definitely up there with some of the greats. And so make sure you guys check that out. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, download, subscribe to Locked on Giants. It'll be a great listen. I got to talk about some of my favorite guys who are going to play at the next level. We'll get more into that. As you know, Caramana hosted its pro day yesterday in Keenan, right, in the Bill Coleman practice complex, that new fancy one that they've got all squared away. And they had 31 NFL teams in attendance with the Rams choosing not to send scouts at any pro days this spring. So they would have been there had they had the opportunity. But we all know this is a different climate. There are a lot of different things going on. So we're still all adjusting. So trying to figure out what's best for every program, every organization, all of that good stuff. I want to go into some of the guys, right? We have had much conversation about some of these players, but it never hurts to have further in-depth analysis that I'll be bringing to you guys tomorrow, surprise, surprise, on where some my guy Ryan Roberts, who is an NFL draft scout, he believes some of these guys will go. We'll have that conversation. But I want you guys to know from my, the horse's mouth, where I think some of these guys are going to end up. I'm going to leave that as a surprise tomorrow's episode as well. But I'm going to give you a breakdown of how it went for some of our future pros. De'Ami Brown, who is arguably one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver to ever wear a Carolina uniform. He is quick and explosive, and at six foot tall, he is not playing any games. The 4.44 40-yard dash, which I know you saw that from Justin Fields today, but well, that puts that in perspective of how fast that is, right? We say that Jami Brown's speed is something that's going to light up fields on Sundays in the future, so just having a quarterback like Justin Fields if you're thinking about, you know, teaming them up together, whew, that would be elite, right? His broad jump was 10 feet. Short shuttle was 435. His three cones were 6.9, and his bench press was 18. 
So if you're thinking about, I really don't care about those numbers. I'm just going to keep it a band with y'all. But I figure some people do love all that stuff. So I want to make sure I get that in there. I think at the end of the day, who is Diami as a person? I think he's been a great leader. I think he's been through a lot of adversity. We all know Carolina's program has not been what it probably should have been for a lot of years, right? We've been through a lot of controversy, ups and downs. And then having Mac Brown come in and kind of change the dynamic, the culture, the vibe of what Carolina football is, it's been exciting to see. And I'm really hoping that uh, he takes it to the next level and does well above and beyond what we ever could have asked of him being at Carolina. It was a little disappointing not to have him at the bowl game just because we wanted to get him on the bright under the bright lights on the main stage. But he has done enough, right? He's done everything he needed to do. Didn't need to go up against Texas A&M. Yeah, sure, we could have won the game. But at the end of the day, we're more proud that he is going to take his talents to the next level and we can always have him be a Tar Heel from then on. Then you got Michael Carter, who stands at a big, tall 5'7". So I am taller than Michael Carter, but it's fine, right? He weighs less than me, so I guess he wins that one. He ran a 4'5 in his 40, and he bench-pressed 16 of that, you know, big weight number. I think those are some important numbers. His was three-cone was 6.87, short shuttle was 3.98. And I think something that everyone knows about Michael is the fact that he's shifty. He is able to be patient in the backfield. I have compared him to Alvin Kamara and just the way he's able to read the defense, wait his turn, and then really light. And when he finds a hole, it's a done deal, right? He explodes through holes, and that is – Gone. See you never. Thanks for playing. It was real cute. <laughs> and, you know, Michael is going to make you feel the hurt, especially if you're a defender. I'm excited to see Michael on teams like the Giants, right? I said he might be a great additional one-two punch from Saquon Barkley and Michael Carter would be a great combo. And I think that Michael also just has the ability to really be a leader. So my point, we know Mac Brown has been a person who has echoed the sentiments of Michael Carter being the guy who helped, you know, ensure that Carolina had a program this fall. A lot of people were like, okay, the opt-out option is there. Nobody did, of course, but all the guys were bought in because you have guys like Michael Carter who were telling you, listen, we're ready, willing, and focused to do what it takes to have a season, and that's certainly what they did. Carolina was one of the few programs that got through most of their games and didn't really have positive tests after the summertime when it came to COVID, and they got through a whole season despite the fact that some other teams you know, had some issues. It wasn't on Carolina's end. So that just is real credit to leadership and just making sure you do the right thing to get yourself in the right position and ultimately get to the bowl game championships, all that good stuff, which is what Carolina did. Now, Daz Newsom, another guy who has razzled and dazzled on the field. He had a great year in 2019. Wasn't as great, you know, off the field. I mean, not off the field. Wasn't as great on the field production number-wise, but he was still able to capitalize and come up clutch in key moments. I say that he is our guy who can get third and long. So we got third and seven. Where's Daz at, right? He can cut through, get make catches that are unbelievable. We all remember the South Carolina game when he made an unbelievable grab, kept Carolina in the game, got Carolina a win, which made people believe that this program was actually turning around when you beat an SEC team that gives you some sort of pride and hope. Daz sitting at 5'10", 190 pounds. Not exactly the biggest guy, but he is great at running routes. He is going to be the guy that is ultimately, to me, going to have a long career because he just does the necessary things right most consistently. So hoping he can stay healthy and get through all that. And when when also needed, he's a great punt returner. So being able to catch in those key moments is nothing to sniff away at. Finally, got Javante Williams when it comes to our um, offensive guys. Sitting at 5'9", 2'12" running a 4.55 on his 40. 
I think Javante is probably my favorite hashtag feed. Javante was what I used all season. He has been a joy to watch only because <laughs> it almost seemed as if when in doubt, put Javante in when things aren't working. <laughs> there's always Javante to give Carolina that little bit of spark when there are things that we just need a big, one big play, one big turnaround, one big momentum shift. Javante was that guy. And I think he's just given himself stamp of approval after the year that he had with Michael Carter and putting up record numbers in NCAA football history. I am certainly glad to have had him in a Carolina uniform. I love the fact that he is nice and quiet and just wants to come do his job and go about his way. That is, you know, true country boy mentality. He's loved Carolina through and through. So I think having him play on Sundays is going to be a great addition to show the improvement that overall Carolina is trying to make when it comes to bringing these guys in and giving them opportunities to play at the next level. We all know Javante was also the last guy to come in the group when it came to making the decision to go and take his talents to the next level. He opted out of the bowl. One of the, He was the last guy to opt out of the bowl. Don't blame him one bit. I don't know why he even considered not doing anything because you think about it, Javante was not in the conversation. Nobody had him, had him on the radar like they should have, right? But he also didn't put up necessarily those high numbers that we were just seeing. There was flashes, but wasn't consistent. This season, that's all you heard on the page, like Javante and Michael, Javante and Michael, the running back tandem, the running back duo that was doing big things at Carolina. And how can you try and stay? How can I get the heart tug, right? Carolina is Carolina. You want to be the man sometimes. But when you have a leader like Michael, it's almost better you're not going to have that same greatness. I think lightning only strikes once and twice, lightning and thunder together, right? So I think you should go ahead and make your money, right? Carolina degree is always going to be there in the opportunity. So I'm looking forward to seeing him on Sundays. And then for me, Chaz Surratt, the defensive guy that I would love everyone to have on their teams. He's got sitting at 6'2", 229, running a 4.59 in his 40. I'm excited for Chaz only because, as we know, the story we've heard many times before he has been such a great story in terms of when you really believe in yourself, when you really believe and you're willing to work at something, you can do damn near anything. And I think that's a testament to what I believe the Carolina way is because there's so many opportunities afforded to you that you, if you do find yourself in a position, maybe that's not yours, you know, right? But maybe you end up seeing and recognizing that you have gifts in other stations and you can utilize and learn and study and get better at and eventually fly on and do what you have to do. So I think that's where I'm most excited about Chaz. We know his brother Sage is a great receiver who's also going to be playing on Sundays. He played at Wake Forest and seeing two Carolina guys or you know North Carolina school guys in the pros is going to be something that, again, we all talk about Carolina, North Carolina basketball. I think it's great to see North Carolina uh, football finally getting on the map. So I'm looking forward to having all those guys kind of take their talents to the next level and make sure that they rep Carolina hard. And again, I think it's a great opportunity to see guys on the main stage because it gives hope and it shows that that is a, it's a portal, right? Carolina can become the portal that we all talk about to being. We also had Jordan Brown, a Kansas State uh, UNC transfer grad, grad transfer, excuse me, and then Brandon Fitz, who was a 2019 UNC grad, come out and perform at Pro Day. And so those are opportunities for those guys to get some highlights and maybe find a landing spot for themselves going into the 2021 football season at the NFL, which should be exciting because, as you guys know, 17 games is here. So a lot more football action for us, and we'll see how it goes uh, and we'll make sure that we are locked and loaded and prepared for what should be a great NFL season. Now, I also wanted 
for you guys to hear spring practice conversation when it came to Mac Brown and what he thought about the guys in terms of the current UNC football players and how they're gearing up for what should be a great fall season. But the energy has been a big conversation starter, big conversation uh, point, resume point, you know, bullet point and everything that they mostly emphasize that the kids are ready to go. There's a couple injuries that they got to work out, but overall, everyone's just trying to learn, get better. Everyone's trying to make sure they understand and have locked in the schemes and then we'll be good to go. So let's listen to Mac Brown and how he's trying to get this team locked and loaded for what should be a great fall. Good. Uh, practice has been good. We've had a, a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, the guys have uh, worked hard. Uh, we've got more numbers than we normally have because we've got 13 new guys with the 12 early enrollees and Ty Chandler. And then you've got your, your super seniors. So we're, we're practicing hard. We're, we're being very physical. We're able to do some things this spring that we weren't able to do our first spring. And then obviously we lost, uh, we lost last spring. So uh, that was it. We told the young guys, you've got to learn the scheme before you can start competing for a job. So kind of like uh, when Sam Howell got here, even with Drake, we, we won't, uh, we, we talked about the, the second uh, team quarterback a little bit, but we probably won't make that decision until the fall because Jacoby's working now, Jefferson's working now, and, and Drake's learning what to do. So we're, we're trying to, to make sure that the young ones get a feel of things before it goes too far. Um, guys that have stepped up, Jeremy gave me a few questions I'd answer for you here before I answer your questions. Uh, William Barnes has, has had three good days, and hopefully today was good. I thought it was. And um, uh, so we, we need him to step up. And, and he's down to, uh, he was, when we got here, I think he was 342. And now he's 320. So he's in good shape and he's competing. So that would be a real plus for us uh, if, if he gets an opportunity and, and, and takes it. Uh, the tight ends, uh, Kendall Carr has been slowed by some lower body stuff, but uh, the other three tight ends are doing really well. Uh, Garrett Walston's up to like 250 now, and, and he's uh, being an impact in blocking, but all three of those guys are doing a good job. Uh, Ty Chandler's really fast. You can tell he's played in the Alabama game, the Florida game, the the Georgia game. He, he's played against Auburn. He's played in a lot of games, so he's not going to uh, get the big eyes when he walks out on the field for the first time. And he can catch. He's fast. He's about 209 pounds, so uh, I'm really, really glad that he's here. So yeah, like Mike Brown said, the energy is there. Make sure that guys are focused on schemes and getting the plays down before they try and take somebody's spot. It's always important before your you know, eyes, the cart before the horse, or the heart, horse before the cart, whatever the saying is, right? You can't be great if you don't know what you're doing. So I think that's the most important part. You cannot be an Olympian if you don't know how to blow, uh, blow bubbles, right? So you got to learn the basics first. You got to hone those down and make sure you excel in that regard. And then you can take it to the next level. So that's what I'm hoping that these young freshmen are doing. They want to come in, learn, lead, get excited about, and then take over. So, like, I'm all here for taking over, but just make sure you know what you're doing, right? Period. Now, if you're thinking about traveling to Keenan this fall, make sure that you are locked and loaded with your car and everything is set because you've tuned in and you've locked in. You've listened to me now and now again, listening to rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You got to go to rockauto.com 
to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered straight to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are completely low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski has Locked On Today daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Now we're talking about the heels, the diamond heels who, you know, listen, we all want to have a strong weekend where we dominate a series, but that was not the case for the Diamond Heels, right? Despite a home run in every game of the series, North Carolina dropped the series on NC State on Monday evening at home in Chapel Hill. They wrapped up game two. North Carolina held NC State scoreless in the final inning, but dropped a 6-1 decision. The Wolfpack continued into the final game of the series to clinch in the finale 8-3. So some highlights, of course, the guys weren't exactly horrible, but in game two, NC State took a two-run lead in the second inning after a home run to right center field. The Wolfpack pushed its advantage to 3-0 after fielding error by the Tar Heels and a third allowed run to score. In game three, State's momentum continued into game three by jumping into a two-run lead on a pair of hits in the first Price struck out his first batter in the second, but a miscue allowed NC State to extend the lead to five. Carolina tried to respond, but ultimately came up short and eventually lost eight to three. So while we're sitting here wondering what's going on with the heels, I'm just trying to say we got to get together. Angel Zarate with at-bat, four at-bats, two hits, and one run. Caleb Roberts had four at-bats as well with two hits and no runs. And Hunter Stokely, three at-bats with one hit, man. And then my guy, Justice, couldn't get it quite together. Three at-bats, no hits or runs. But we're going to make sure that in game two, we come back a little stronger. And that's what we tried to do. We had Eric Gintz with four at-bats, two hits. Mac Horvath, Horvath, there we go. Three at-bats and two hits. And Kayla Roberts, four at-bats, one hit. And Thomas Frick three at-bats and one hit so we're trying to get together right we're trying to make sure we figure it out but unfortunately it was just one of those games one of those series where it just doesn't go how you want it to right so Carolina is certainly going to get itself back in the game eventually back into a more focused performance because they've got East Carolina tonight at 6 30 so they can play around with no games it'll be on ESPN plus if you want to check it out and I think overall it's just about refocusing right It's a long season. We know baseball is a long sport. It's a long game. But at the end of the day, you've got to dial in because East Carolina's up, and then you've got a nice little series against Florida State Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the weekend. So full swing, right? Pun all intended. Got to regroup and get ourselves together if we want to make a strong ACC push. So there's that. So that's my little update when it comes to baseball but also got to talk about some women's basketball news right Tar Heel grad student Petra Hosinska 
will compete in the Carolina uniforms one last time as the grad from Czech Republic will be in the Rocket Mortgage Women's 13, 13, three-point championship as a part of the 32nd annual State Farm College Slam Dunkin' three-point championship on Thursday evening. So shout out to our girl Petra for doing the damn thing. The event will be held at Hinkle Field House on the Butler University campus in Indy. Holzinska finished the season as UNC's top long-range shooter with 56 three-pointers and a 35% shooting percentage. She ranked 8th in the ACC in threes per game and 11th in three-point percentage. And she is really excited and she takes a lot of pride in my, her shot. And she really wants to work hard and know that it's not going unnoticed, which obviously it hasn't because she's participating in what is arguably one of the best, you know, highlights for young up-and-coming college hoopers. So she follows the footsteps of her coach, actually. Fun fact, Courtney Banghart took part in the contest in 2000 when she was a senior at Dartmouth. So the eight-player roster of participants will be released later this week, but we know that our girl Petra will be there. So if you're looking to support a Tar Heel, there you go. This should be an exciting opportunity again for women's game to grow, men's game to grow. I know it's been a hot topic of conversation. It'll be at 9 p.m. on ESPN2. So make sure you guys tune in there. Listen, <laughs> I don't know if you guys do or do not like women's basketball, but I'm trying to tell you, there was some great action last night. I know this is a complete aside. It has nothing to do with Carolina, but UConn Baylor had an awesome game. Big hoops conversation on Twitter after the final call. And, of course, you say don't leave it up to the reps, but it was a foul, a foul, a foul, a foul. And I'm just saying, get into the game. Take your time to watch. I know you might think it's like, oh, it's boring. It's not that great. It is. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? You don't have to necessarily announce that you're watching, but I strongly encourage, just give it a shot, right? Give watching swimming a shot. Maybe you want to try fencing or softball. One of those things. Carolina softballs have some issues with COVID right now. But when they get back, <laughs> try your hand at some softball. Encourage the women's game. I know a lot of you guys, you know, putting on having daughters. But you don't have to have daughters to want to participate and watch and enjoy women's sports it's okay right you got an auntie you got a mama you know you got a mama because how'd you get here okay so let's just watch some sports women's sports and get involved and just try and encourage and grow the game by just participating and a little a little uh viewing never hurt anybody right so make sure you take your talents to this event espn2 at 9 p.m p.m and support our girl petra now, if you're going to bet on who's going to make sure they get the number one spot in the shooting contest, I would say take your talents to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. You've got college football. You've got college, college football. Ha, that's a joke. you got college basketball and NHL in full swing. You've got NBA games that are happening every single night. You've got multiple parlay opportunities. You've got multiple chances to win. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up at betonline.ag to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now we're gearing up for another championship between Built Bar. We've got an opportunity to see which Built Bar is the absolute best. I know you all have been anticipating here, you've been voting on it, and you're trying to just see who is going to be the ultimate winner. But I'm trying to tell you, it's coming down to cookies and cream and cookie dough chunk. All right, we don't play these games. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing, 100% covered in chocolate bar. You got to pick who is the best because today's matchup is cookies and cream versus cookie dough, like I said. 
cookie dough chunk. Okay, so you get chunks of cookie dough in this built bar. I am a cookie, cookies and cream kind of girl, but hey, whatever. Pick your poison. It's all goodness, right? So go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, use that promo code locked on 20. You get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20. 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked on NFL Draft host Trevor Sigma and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guests mocks right around the corner. Follow Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So as we end today's show, make sure you guys, again, check out Locked on Giants. Make sure you guys check out the rest of Mac Brown's presser and you see just he's on YouTube available on YouTube. Make sure you see just how good the Tar Heels are trying to be this season. Cause I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I feel like there's, if there was ever a time for Carolina to, to thrive, you got the NFL network at your door. You got Steve Smith Jr. Giving our guys some excellent, excellent advice. You got Jeff Saturday coming in, giving some sound advice and trying to help these guys get to the next level and better themselves for a hard fought, what will be a hard fought season. So, we got some good things. We got to take care of business first. We got to learn the fundamentals, as Mac Brown says, right? You can't swim if you don't know how to float, right? I added that for Mac. You're welcome. <laughs> Make sure you guys come back tomorrow at Locked on Heels at Candace Cooper. Hit me up with your thoughts, questions, ideas. I am always here for you as best as I can. Stay smart and safe out there. Do what you can to get us back outside. As always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.